slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast weekend edition, and most of all, congratulations to the New York Islanders. Last night, they defeated the Washington Capitals 4-0 to eliminate the Caps in five games and to advance to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. By the way, this is the first time that the Islanders have advanced to the second round of the playoffs in back-to-back years since 1984 and 1985. We have got a lot to talk about on today's show. We'll talk about what the Islanders did right. We'll talk about some of the heroes from the game and from the series. We will start looking ahead to who the Islanders are going to play in the next round And there are only two choices with regard to that as of the time that we are recording this. And we'll have a whole lot more. So, before we get to that, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, please send us an email at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news and notes. All right, so, an incredible performance by the New York Islanders, and uh, a few surprises. First of all, before the game even started, A couple of players inserted into the lineup who did not play previously. Ross Johnston in, as was Michael Dalcole. So, for the Islanders, no change on defense. Andy Green stayed in, and we still did not see Johnny Boychuk. But scratched from the lineup, Cal Clutterbuck, who uh, just a day ago... Barry Trotz said he should be ready to go for Game 5. He was not. And then also benched Derek Brassard. No update as to why Brassard was out, whether he was a healthy scratch or banged up. But at the end of the day, Brassard and Clutterbuck out, while Johnston and Dal Cole were in. And look, there were a lot of reasons why the New York Islanders won this hockey game, but I will show you two statistics that in my mind encapsulate why this team was so successful, and there were a lot of great individual efforts, and we'll talk about those and and get to those, but I want to lead off with two statistics that to me really mattered. First of all, the Washington Capitals had only 21 shots on goal. 
And if you were to break down those shots and talk about where they were from and, and, and how dangerous those opportunities were, there weren't a lot of really good opportunities. When there were, Simeon Varlamov was equal to the task. But the Islanders did a very good job of limiting Washington's quality scoring chances throughout this game and making Varlamov's job that much easier. And just to sort of highlight it, at the end of 40 minutes, the Islanders were in the lead by a score of 2 to nothing. Washington should have been desperate. Washington, you know, had their backs against the wall. They knew it was do or die. They needed two goals to force overtime in those final 20 minutes. And the Islanders limited them to seven shots on goal in that third period. And the beautiful thing about it was that the Islanders played simple, basic, smart hockey. They played the Islanders' style of play, and that is why they won this game. So many times you saw Islanders defensemen chip the puck out, keeping that puck along the boards, passing the puck just beyond the blue line to a forward, or, or, or if there was no one available, making sure the Capitals could not get the puck in deep, could not keep the puck in the Islanders' zone, and preventing them from having enough ice to freely set up dangerous scoring opportunities. So the shots on goal total, to me, was one of the major statistics that tell me why the Islanders won. Here's the second, and this one, to me, speaks volumes about why the New York Islanders won this hockey game and won this series. Blocked shots in this game. The New York Islanders had 31 blocked shots. The Washington Capitals had seven. That's four and a half times, roughly, the number of blocked shots. Think about that. The Islanders blocked 10 more shots in this game than the Washington Capitals got on goal. Block shots are all about desire. Block shots are about sacrificing your body for the good of the team. And the New York Islanders did that to a T in this game. 31 block shots for the Islanders, 7 for the Washington Capitals. And who's leading the way? Scott Mayfield with 6. Ryan Pulak with five, Adam Pellick with four, Andy Green with three, and let's give more credit where credit is due, three more for Leo Komarov, who played 16 minutes, 10 seconds, third highest among Islanders forwards. And the beautiful thing about it, the Islanders were rolling four lines for most of the night, keeping everybody fresh and healthy, and, and but unbelievable, the teamwork and the desire to go out there and block shots, sacrifice their body, 
and get the job done. All right, we have still got a lot more to discuss about last night's game. The Islanders getting things done and really looking good doing it. We'll talk about some of the heroes of the game, heroes of the series, and what made them so successful. All that still to come on tonight's Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, everybody, if you're looking to make things better for yourself and your health, check out Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And right now, the improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. There are now 18 amazing flavors. They introduced six new ones. Apple Almond Crisp, Carrot Cake, Cherry Barcia, Cookies and Cream, Caramel Brownie, and Lemon Almond Cheesecake. Those are the six new flavors that are added to the Built Bar family. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and they're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And we all know we need a treat every now and then. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. Let's look at one of the new flavors, cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein in each bar, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your next order. That's the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Islanders podcast. Look, let, let's also give credit where credit is due. Alexander Ovechkin, who really hurt the Islanders in Game 4, Pretty quiet in Game 5. Three shots on goal, which was, uh, and none of them were golden opportunities. And you got to add the fact that both Ovechkin and John Carlson minus three in this game. Look, when you talk about heroes in this one, let's start with the, the, the two that stand out the most. Obviously, you got to start with goaltender Simeon Varlamov. 21 saves in this game. Earns the shutout. And yeah, lots of credit to the Islanders' defense for limiting the opportunities that the Capitals had. But look, especially in the you know first and second period, Washington had a few very good looks. And the Islanders were able to... Shut, you know, shut him down most of the time, but when they didn't, Varlamov was there, and he came up with big saves. And, you know, it's not always how many saves you're able to make in hockey. It's when you make them and how you make them. And Varlamov, whenever the Capitals had a shot, he snuffed it out, made a few really good saves, had a quick glove, moved well, side to side in his crease, saw the puck well throughout this game, and really got the job done. So congratulations to Simeon Varlamov. He has played every game out of the nine games that the Islanders have played in the postseason. He is 7-2, and two, earns the shutout, and he has been a big reason for the Islanders' success. Got to talk about Anthony Bavillier. Islanders scored two non-empty net goals, both of them scored by Bo, and Bo looking very, very good. He scored twice on two shots on goal, 
but, you know, using his speed and his vision to really get the job done. And I'll tell you something else. After that second goal last night, he paid the price. Wilson gave him a late and questionable hit. He was kind of stunned after the goal, looked like he was definitely in pain, but was able to continue, did not miss a shift, and basically paid the price, sacrificed his body for that scoring opportunity, and he got it done. A couple of guys also who are deserving of mention. Josh Bailey, one goal, two assists. He led the Islanders with three points, was also a plus three in this game. And again, Josh Bailey always doing the smart, subtle, little things to set up plays, to clear the zone, to uh, make that pretty pass, and just to play overall smart hockey. Yeah, he had the last empty net goal to sort of clinch the win for sure, but also assisted on both of Beauvilliers goals. And one of those goals, the first goal by Bo, came on the power play. And boy, you know, the Islanders came into this game 1 for 19 in the series. And they got the power play goal in this game. Got things started off that way midway through the first period. Took that big first goal, which gave them more momentum and gave them back some of the confidence that that they may have lost after a flat performance in the last, you know, 49 minutes of game four, the power play finally clicked. And that is a definite positive sign for the New York Islanders. So Josh Bailey definitely has to get a lot of credit. Also a plus three, by the way, in this game, even though he did not take a shot on goal, a player who has definitely been helpful to the New York Islanders, Jean-Gabriel Pajot. And Pajot did not have a good game in the face-off circle, but again, plus three, getting the job done for the New York Islanders and giving that third line the boost that they hoped he would give when they traded for him at the trade deadline. As far as hits go, Matt Martin, six hits in 14 and a half minutes of ice time. Pajot close behind with five. Also six hits uh, by Adam Pellick on the blue line. He got the job done. And, you know, again, the Islanders just playing their style of hockey. Another person who definitely needs to be congratulated and and praised for the way the Islanders handled this game, Barry Trotz. And you, you know it is easy for a young hockey team especially to have doubts and to worry a little bit and to not respond well after that poor performance in the last two and a half periods in game four where the team blew a 2-0 lead with a chance to end the series. But Barry Trotz made sure his team understood what they had to do, and they did it. They simply went out and played the game they needed to play. The Islanders 
in game four, let the Capitals dictate the pace and style of the game for the last 49 minutes. In game five last night, the Islanders, after the first few minutes were relatively even, it quickly became apparent that the Islanders knew exactly what they had to do, and they went out and they did it. They played Islanders hockey, and the Capitals weren't going to win playing the style of play that the Islanders prefer to play. And Barry Trotz had his team ready. The two guys he placed into the lineup, Ross Johnston and Michael Dalcole, no, they weren't outstanding in this game. But look, these guys are role players, and they played their role and played it well. The Islanders, you know, Ross Johnston, the criticism of him or the reason a lot of people kind of questioned him is, oh no, he has to stay out of the penalty box. Can't take those foolish penalties because he plays such a physical game. How many penalty minutes did he have? That would be zero in this game. And that is huge. The Capitals, as a team, had a grand total of two power play opportunities in this entire game. Two power play opportunities. And one of them was on a questionable, very questionable, too many men on the ice call against the Islanders. If you were to write a script, if you were to, you know, say before this game, list the things the Islanders need to do to win this hockey game, they got a power play goal. They stayed out of the penalty box. They slowed down Ovechkin, put pressure on Carlson, did not let Kuznetsov have all the room that he needed in order to create plays like he did in game four. They were the more physical team. They were smart in their own zone. And they just got enough scoring to win the hockey game. Add some outstanding goaltending. And the result is a 4 nothing win. And a trip to the second round of the playoffs. Well earned by the New York Islanders. Alright, we've got a little bit more to get to on today's show. We will talk about the Islanders' possible opponents for the next round. Plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. Lots more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, very quickly, let us get to our Islanders' birthday of the day. Happy 29th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Brandon Davidson, originally drafted by the Oilers in the sixth round of the 2010 entry draft. Broke in with the Oilers, later played with the Canadiens, and then joined the Islanders for 15 games during the 2017-2018 series. Had a goal and two points in those 15 games before moving on to the Blackhawks, Flames, and now the Sharks, uh, who he finished the season with this year. So Davidson still playing. We're going to go back and remember his first goal with the New York Islanders. It took place back on March 3rd, 2018 at the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh Islanders had Christopher Gibson in goal while the Penguins had Tristan Jarry as their netminder and Davidson got the scoring started for the Islanders his fourth goal of the year Josh Bailey and Anders Lee with the assists at 111 of the first period 
That was the only goal of the first period Islanders held. A one to nothing lead. In the second period, with Cal Clutterbuck off for boarding, Patrick Hornquist scored for Pittsburgh on the power play. His 18th from Phil Kessel and Evgeny Malkin at 18.04, all even at one apiece after 40 minutes. In the third, the Islanders took the lead on a goal by Anders Lee. John Tavares with the only helper at 4.59, and it's 2-1 Isles. But future Islander and current Islander Derek Brassard tied it up for Pittsburgh at 11.29 of the third. His 19th, Phil Kessel and Dominic Simon with the assists. The game goes to overtime. Unfortunately for the Islanders, Sidney Crosby gets the game winner at 3.48 of the extra session. Justin Schultz and Chris Letang with the helpers, but in this game, Brandon Davidson with his first and only goal as a member of the New York Islanders. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Happy 29th birthday to Brandon Davidson. Okay, so looking ahead at the next round, and here's the situation. If the Philadelphia Flyers eliminate the Montreal Canadiens this weekend, the Islanders will face the Flyers. Meanwhile, if somehow Montreal manages to come back and upset the Flyers and eliminate them, then the Islanders will face the Tampa Bay Lightning in the next round. And to be honest with you, if I'm the New York Islanders, I would rather face the Flyers than the Lightning. And that's not a knock on the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers are a darn good hockey team and they're playing good hockey right now. But I think just as a matchup, the Islanders would be more confident going up against the Flyers. It's a division rival. It's a team they know well. And it's a team that the Islanders, similar to the way they slowed down the Caps, they can try to slow them down and force them to play the Islanders' style. The Lightning... I think just are bigger and faster and have better matchups against the Islanders. But either way, the Islanders are looking to get back to the conference final if they can get past uh, their next opponent and get into that conference final for the first time since 1993. By the way, 1993, Al Arbor the late Al Arbor, still was the Islanders coach. That was his second tenure as Islanders coach. Uh, Bill Clinton was our president. And uh, yeah, things were a lot different back in 1993 than they are right now. But for now, the Islanders earned the weekend off. They can sit back, get healthy, rest uh, their sore bodies, and prepare themselves for their third opponent of the playoffs. Again, it's either going to be the Flyers or the Lightning, and we'll know that uh, as soon as that Flyers-Canadian uh, series is over. And I'll tell you, whoever it is, one thing is for sure, and we've learned this throughout the playoffs, if this Islanders team plays the way they're capable of playing, and they did that last night against Washington, whether they win or lose their next playoff round, they will not be an easy out for Philadelphia or Tampa Bay or any other team they face. One of the beautiful things about the Barry Trotz style of play is that it makes the Islanders difficult to play against. 
it makes them a team that nobody wants to face. And when you have to beat a team four times to eliminate them and they're annoying and they're pesky and they keep coming at you and they stifle your offense, it is easy for frustration to kick in. And the beautiful thing about the way the Islanders played tonight is that the Washington Capitals had every reason to be desperate and to open up and to play some of their best hockey, and they just couldn't get past the Islanders and the way the Islanders were playing the game. So, a 4-0 shutout victory for the Islanders in Game 5. They eliminate the Washington Capitals, advance to the second round of the playoffs. Technically, this is still the second round, uh, as the play-in round was sort of a bonus. So, the Islanders advancing to the second round of the playoffs, and as I said earlier, this is the first time since 1984 and 1985, right after the end of the dynasty, that the Islanders got to the second round of the playoffs in back-to-back years. That's going to wrap up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for all the latest news from around the league as the Stanley Cup playoffs continue. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back Monday to start previewing the Islanders' next opponent and the next series, which is going to get underway next week. Have a great weekend, and of course, let's go Islanders!